Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. When women lead, share performance and profits go up 50%. Results are more powerful when everyone is empowered. This is the insight that brought the four founders of Beyond Barriers together. We came from a diverse set of leadership backgrounds with a common goal to close the gender gap at work and expand economic opportunities for everyone. Tune in each week as one of us interviews inspiring guests who share stories and cutting edge strategies that will help you learn what helped them go further faster. Hi, I'm Monica, your host for today's episode. Get ready to be inspired by Dr. Vernidia Dixon, a powerhouse in the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion. With a background in insurance and strategy, Vernidia has spent her career helping organizations extract potential and build high-performing teams. After realizing her true passion for people and culture, she pursued her doctorate in organizational leadership and later transitioned into her current role as Chief Diversity Officer at Santander. Vernidia's unique approach to DEI emphasizes the power of human connection and community, making her a key voice in the industry. Dr. Dixon introduces and discusses the SAM model, sponsorship, advocacy, and mentorship, explaining that each element carries its distinct importance in career advancement. Through mentorship programs focused on skill development, career and cultural navigation in advocacy, and social capital investment in sponsorship, individuals can maximize their opportunities for growth and success. Don't miss the chance to learn from her insights on continuous growth and success in today's world, taking risks and leading with passion and purpose to create human connections and bridge the gaps in our society. Visit GoBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources in this episode, including the best way to get in touch with Vernidia. Welcome, Vernidia. Thank you so much for joining us on the Beyond Barriers podcast. We are thrilled to have you here and learn more about your journey and your story. You have such an interesting background in where you have been in the insurance space, really in strategy, all of these things. And then two or three years ago, you transitioned and moved over into a chief diversity officer role, which is um, a significant jump and, and very different. Um, but talk, talk to us a little bit about what has your journey been over the course of your career? And um, you know what were some highlights and lowlights and what brings you here? where you yeah. are now. Thank you so much, Monica. This is uh, quite an honor. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I never turned down the opportunity to share. Uh, I, I mentioned to you prior that someone did that for me. And so mm -hmm. that's why I'm able to, to give it back, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my journey started back in Augusta, Georgia, where I grew up on a military base. And growing up on a military base, you know, you grew up with everyone. And the one thing that we had in common was that we were all in the military. But it was at that point that I really realized that, you know, people are people. And so I had that great opportunity to see many different backgrounds, many different ethnicities, families. Um, and that taught me that this world is full of great humans that you can connect with. And so that always stayed with me throughout my career, throughout my journey. Um, I, as you mentioned, my background in insurance, I worked for 23 years at Travelers Property Casualty, and I ended as a VP of operations. But during that journey, I had many different roles many different parts of the organization. And I was considered a horizontal person. I didn't fit into <laughs> any one vertical. Uh -huh. uh, wherever there was a team that uh, needed a leader that was really 
looking to extract potential, that's where I would go. So mm. it didn't matter the subject matter expert. It just mattered that I could go and help build a high performing team. So mm-hmm. for me, the more dysfunctional the team was thought of, <laughs> the better that was because uh-huh. that was the challenge for me. Along my career at Travelers, I had a great mentor who said, you know, you've done all these many different things, but what is the common thread? And for me, that was organizational leadership and culture and people. Mm -hmm. And so my passion has always really been about people and potential and culture. And so going back to Augusta, Georgia and the military base, really seeing the power when people come together what they can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So it was that time that I decided to go back and get my doctorate in organizational leadership and really study it, mm-hmm. human behavior and what people do to come together to achieve goals. Mm-hmm. That led me to really stepping out of travelers. I worked for New York Life for a brief time, but started my own consulting firm, doing executive coaching, okay. uh, counseling. Uh, and I had several clients who were CEOs or leaders of Fortune 500, 100 companies. And they would always say, culture is great. All this is great. But what about this DEI stuff, Vernidia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we've been spending millions of dollars for many years and we're not really seeing the progress. Mm-hmm. What can we do differently? And it was that point at which I realized because I had the business background, mm-hmm. I understood what they meant. And I was able oh, yes. to really take a look at what was happening at DEI at the time, all the traditional approaches, what was going on in the space. And I said to myself, we need to revolutionize DEI, Mm. right? We've been on this race for a long time Mm -hmm. to their point. Are we really making the the progress that we could? And so that's why I went back to study that and really understand the history of DEI, what was happening at that time. And uh, I was asked to consult with Santander Consumer at the time on their new DEI council. Mm. And I said, this is great. You have a council. There are many things that can be accomplished. But if you really want to do this, you need to have a chief diversity officer and you need to invest in it. And you need to make sure that there is a long-term sustainable approach to DEI. Mm-hmm. And so the leader at the time, Mahesh Aditya, he said, great, that's you. You are our CEO. And I, I mean, CDO, excuse uh-huh. me, chief diversity officer. I said, no, I have my own <laughs> business. I'm retired. I'm good. But this is such an amazing organization. Mm-hmm. And it was the right time. This is 2020 coming off the heels of George Floyd's murder. And so there was a lot of energy, a lot of input into what we could do at Santander. Mm-hmm. And so I said, yes. And at that time became uh, chief diversity officer and later for all of the U.S. Mm, that's a phenomenal story. And I love how it was one of those things where, you know, you had you changed lanes a couple of times. And like you said, you in your mind, you considered yourself retired and you were kind of doing more consultancy type work. Um, talk a little bit about this idea of, you know, this courageous decision to take this risk and say yes, right? Because a lot of people would not have said yes. They might have said, "Mm, not me, not now. Or like you, who've had this amazing accomplished career in another area, and then being able to say yes in a space, like you said, that maybe you didn't have as much experience. Most people 
research shows most women would have said, I don't check all 10 boxes. So I'm going to say no until I go back and get the experience and can come back. But you said yes. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like, what are, what are your kind of, how do you weigh that risk reward kind of thing in your head and say yes? That's right. I, I think that's a really good point and something that a lot of people a lot of people suffer from. Mm -hmm. And for me, it goes back to my father's words of being all I could be and trying things. Uh You don't know unless you try it. And so Mm -hmm. I was always, you know, the type of person to say, bring it on. I'm going to learn. As I mentioned, my experience at Travelers and not being a subject matter expert in all those Mm -hmm. things, being Mm -hmm. a horizontal person, but knowing that I could come in and learn and with people together, Mm-hmm. we could accomplish some great things. And so for me, it's aligning passion and purpose. Those two mm-hmm. things coming together. I knew I was passionate about this work, right? right. I right. knew that there was a purpose for me at that time. And if not me, then who, right? right? So, mm-hmm. so those are the things that really encouraged me, but you are absolutely right. Huge risk, mm-hmm. huge risk. But I went to work really identifying individuals. I have an amazing team of people who came together to really accomplish the great things that we've done uh, in DEI at Santander. So I think Mm -hmm. passion, purpose, people, bringing all those three things together and not being afraid to take that risk, having the confidence to say, I don't have all of those things, but I do have these things. And I'm going to bring to the table the things that I have. I'm willing to learn make mistakes, grow for all the things that I don't. Mm. I love what you said about learning. I mean, it to me, when we're coaching our cohorts of women and working with lots of other organizations, I love to say that the new superpower is learning, especially in this digital age, the digital disruption. Nobody's ever going to master everything because it's constantly changing. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, the concept of learning, because the other important thing you said is learning and failing. And I think that is the other thing that most people are so averse to failing. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how, in what areas, maybe even too, where you were learning and failing? Cause you went from like, you know, insurance and then Santander, like a financial services, in, you know, institution also changing lanes in terms of your DEI, you know, gaining that DEI expertise and and flexing that muscle. Talk a little bit about the learning gaps for you. What did you identify and how did you identify them and how did you close them quickly? Yes, absolutely. You know, at Santander, our philosophy really is around starting with inclusion Mm. and human connection at the core of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, we measure. Yes, we have the data. Mm -hmm. But that's really not where we focus. We really focus on human connection and Mm -hmm. building bridges between people. That is the core of it with inclusion. But what I had to learn was the organization may not be ready for that. Mm, People may not be ready for that. (laughs) Right. right? So being able to go and meet people where they are, because I will come out the gate and say, hey, it's all about human connection. And it's so clear for me, the path that we need to go down. Mm -hmm. But the lesson is making sure that you're bringing people along with you, making Mm -hmm. sure that you're speaking a language that people can understand and that it resonates with them and then helping to shepherd them on the journey. Mm -hmm. So 
in the early days of my work, I'm ready to go. It's all about inclusion. It's all about human connection. And people are like, yeah, but how many Latinos do we have? Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But really, this is the way that we need to move forward. And so learning that has mm-hmm. created great success when we were able to say, let's talk about how many, how many Latinos we have within the organization. And let's talk about why they're here and why they stay and the culture that we've created Mm -hmm. that welcomes not only Latinos, but everyone in the spirit of inclusion. Mm -hmm. So that's an example. And I think it's really about having the uh, courage to make mistakes, Mm -hmm. having the courage to understand that that literally is the only way in which you're going to grow and thrive and truly succeed. Mm-hmm. is making those mistakes. Thinking back when you were a kid, right? We were, we were making mistakes all the time. We'd fall off the bike and get back up and keep going, <laughs> yes. right? And so that's what it's about. And I just encourage people to take those risks, be courage, be courageous, excuse me, and then know that when you make those mistakes, you're mm-hmm. actually growing. It's actually making you stronger and that's going to help you in the end. I love that. And it's so true in terms of the growth is and actually those mistakes and those teachable moments of like, okay, what did I do wrong? How do I do it differently? And then you're able to kind of like get the momentum and keep going. I love that. What if you knew exactly where to focus to go further, faster? Imagine having clarity on your strengths and barriers and the ability to take action and gain unstoppable momentum to deliver results and advance. Take the Beyond Barriers Momentum Metric Quiz to get a personalized report on the five C's, core categories used to measure and accelerate success. Visit gobeyondbarriers.com slash quiz to get your report today. I want to shift gears a little bit because you've said a little uh, where you, you know, mentioned how, you know, learning, but learning together And you've talked about also the power of community and culture and that, yes, there are the the Latinos, the, you know, your black professionals, your LGBTQ, you know, plus professionals, but it's the community as a whole, because I, like you remember kind of trying to help bring them along and saying like, yes, it is important to have your segregated groups and the safe space for your groups, but then you're preaching to the choir. (laughs) How do you really then connect and create that awareness? So let's talk about the power of community and, you know, how you go about building strategic and powerful relationships to move ahead. Yes, it's so important because you are also leaving others behind when you do that. When we're only Mm -hmm. focused on certain groups, it really becomes a conversation about what about everyone else? Mm-hmm. And diversity, equity, and inclusion is for everyone. It literally is about everyone. And mm-hmm. so that personal connection that people have to have and feel to this body of work is so important. Creating a community. Mm-hmm. At Santander, we have seven business resource groups. And similar to, as you've described, we went from employee resource groups to business resource groups to make sure that that business impact was there and the mm-hmm. value that these groups were bringing to the organization. The other thing that we're really proud about is that our seven BRGs work together. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing something for Military Appreciation Month, 
We're going to look across and find those members of the LGBTQ community who Mm -hmm. are veterans, women who are veterans, right? Mm -hmm. People of different ethnic groups who are in the military. And we come together to really make sure that everyone sees this community and not just one segment of our, our employee population. Right. I think that's really, really important because you have to demonstrate that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we do is really focus on cultural curiosity. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be authentic and vulnerable and share with you who I am mm-hmm. and the many components and parts of me opens the door for you to do the same. Mm-hmm. And that's how we create that community. It mm-hmm. starts with us both saying, you know what? We're both humans, yes. right? Yes. And so let's let's talk about what we have in common first. Mm-hmm. As we know, studies have shown that humans have more in common, actually, than they do differences. Right. Absolutely. So let's tap into that first and then explore our differences and begin to appreciate our uniqueness and our differences. And then I realized I really need you to have a fulfilled, rich life. I need you because you are different than me. Mm-hmm. But it has to start with our common bonds, what we have in common, our goals, um, the things that we have in our backgrounds. And if we are open and vulnerable, we'll find them. They are mm-hmm. there. Really quickly, there's one exercise if I'm doing workshops and such that I ask people to do, which is just talk to the person next to you and identify one thing that you didn't know about that person that you have in common. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it's I got to tell you, Monique, it's like magic in the room. People do not realize how quickly you can find those commonalities. We always talk about six degrees of separation, but there's always something Mm -hmm. that we can bond on. And once you start there, the rest of it sort of falls in place. Mm. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about, and it's, it's an extension of this. And I love that exercise that you do of finding something that you have in common with someone that you didn't know. Um, we get this all the time in terms of, and, and even myself when I was much younger too, right? Um, when you're the, the few, the only, you know, in an organization, and then you were trying to get mentored or sponsored, and then you feel disheartened because you're like, there's nobody who looks like me. So I'm not going to be able to get anywhere. And to be quite honest, the sponsors who really opened doors for me look nothing like me. Um, And if I would have waited around to wait for, you know, the uh, um, C-suite Latina leader, I might have been waiting around for a very long time, especially in the organizations I worked at. How do you help encourage and maybe even you like, you know, in your community, what were some of those strategic relationships, mentoring, sponsorship, you know, relationships that help you move ahead? And how do you find common ground with those individuals? Yes, it's knowing again who you are and what you bring to the table. Even Mm -hmm. in sponsorship, it's a two way street. So Mm -hmm. making sure, again, if you find that connection and what you're giving you will receive back. And that's the the first thing. Again, courage to go seek Mm -hmm. out and find a sponsor. It takes that. Knowing that you really should be looking for someone who is different than you. Mm -hmm. You kind of got yourself. You you know who you are. You've got your culture and your background and your way of thinking and your communication style. How do you learn and grow from someone who is not like you? And that's the most valuable thing that you can do. So we within our company have a model that we utilize in this mm-hmm. space, and we call it the SAM model, which is around sponsorship, advocacy, and mentorship. And we know that all three of those things are critically important 
And all three of those things are very different. Yes. So we democratized uh, mentorship a couple of years ago where we said mentorship should be for all. So within our organization, anyone who raises their hand to say, I want a mentor, we're going to make that happen for you. We look at mentorship as skill-based and it's really important, particularly as you're a junior in your career. So we wanted to make sure it's not just for the chosen few or the top talent, but anyone who raised their hand should have access to a mentor. Mm -hmm. Then advocacy is different, which says, I'm going to have someone who's going to advocate for me. This is more around career navigation, cultural navigation, I've got someone who's really going to advise me and speak on my behalf and advocate for me. And then there is sponsorship, which you hit on, which is literally, I'm going to go to bat for you. I'm, I have, I'm going to use my political capital and I'm going to put my name on the line right along with yours. And I'm going to sponsor you and your career. I care about you staying within the organization, growing and thriving. Mm -hmm. I've had the great fortune of having all three of those in my career. I've had great mentors, great advocates, and great sponsors. And it is important that you really identify people who are truth tellers, who are going to give you the honest truth about yourself, about the organization, about how to navigate, what spots are you missing that you really need to develop and grow, Mm -hmm. and where do you need to show up? and show your strengths so that the organization recognizes what you bring to the table. Uh, This is really, I think, a a phenomenal model. And we're really Mm -hmm. looking to make sure that we continue to expand all of our programs, sponsorship, advocacy, and mentorship, and talk about the differences Mm -hmm. between those things. Uh, We have a program with sponsorship that's called our SPARK program. And Mm -hmm. this is for our diverse top talent in the organization, Mm -hmm. where we feel This is our next set of leaders across the organization. So how do we differentially, uniquely invest in that group, provide Mm -hmm. them with sponsors who don't look like them, who don't have the same background, who are not sitting in the same functional space that they are. Mm -hmm. And through that, I got to tell you, they get exposure across the broad organization, but they also learn about themselves so we, we focus on leading themselves, leading the business and leading others mm-hmm. and making sure that they really go deep uh, to understand how they then too can become a sponsor for someone else. And that's what the program is really about, is growing that next set of leaders, that next set of sponsors for others across the organization. That's phenomenal. And I really like how you are making people understand the difference between sponsor, advocate, and mentor, because they are very, very different. Um, And, you know, mentors can grow into sponsors, um, but then the advocacy piece is, is important. But the sponsorship of, you know, spending some of that, you know, social capital that they have uh, on you is important, but it also takes a different mindset to develop that relationship as well. So I think those are all super powerful. I want to dig a little deeper into the truth tellers, right? Um, Because I think that's where people will say, yeah, I have a really great, you know, board of directors. I have the advocate, I have the mentor, um, I have the sponsor, but they all, you know, you may have that, but they may not be a truth teller. Um, and truth tellers, sometimes we may just avoid them too, because it can be painful, right? It's this concept of true constructive feedback right. where, you know, let's talk about feedback a little bit. And and how do you 
um, gather feedback for yourself and making sure that it's true. Like, how do you make sure that you, how do you take the sting out of it or can you, or how do you build a muscle to withstand the sting of that feedback and make sure that you're getting it to grow? Absolutely. It is the mindset. It's understanding that you're constantly growing. We are organisms, right? Mm -hmm. So we are constantly growing. Our Mm -hmm. bodies are growing and changing and so are our minds. And so understanding that you have to feed that, you have to nurture that, you have to be in a position where you can understand what is the next great opportunity Mm -hmm. for you to learn and grow. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that mindset, you welcome it. You welcome feedback. I would say also understanding that feedback can come from anywhere. It's not just the leadership that needs to provide feedback. Yeah. Uh, if you are leading people, it's very important to understand from the people who are on your team, constantly getting feedback from your peers, from your stakeholders all across the organization. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's having an advocate, having someone in your corner, and people may not even know that you have this relationship with this person. Mm-hmm. This person is in the room and they hear what people are saying about you when you're not there. Mm. Sometimes people will not say that to your face. They will not tell you that truth, yes. right? Because it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to give good honest, constructive feedback. But if you have someone who can listen and ask the questions, well, what do you really think about Monica? What, what, what is that? Right. Mm -hmm. And have that person be a truth teller to you uh, and be able to share what is your brand in the organization? Mm -hmm. Not what you think it is, but actually what it is. Mm -hmm. There's a book by Keith Weich, who is the former president of Cub Foods. It's called Good is Not Enough. I love this Mm, book. It's one of my favorites. Um, And in that book, he talks about the PEP model. Mm -hmm. And this is all about career progression. And he talks about the fact that 25% is your performance, right? What you do every day, that's sort of table stakes, 25%. 25% is exposure or experiences that you get. Mm -hmm. And 50% is perception. What is the perception? What is your brand? What are people saying about you in the organization? How will you ever know that if you are not getting that feedback, that good, honest feedback? So I say, ask, ask often, ask Mm -hmm. many, Mm -hmm. and then take, take it in. You're not going to address every piece of feedback that you get. Right. right. It's actually a confidence killer. Yeah. <laughs> <try to do laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's not about that. It really is about taking it in, looking at the themes, understanding where you can evolve and grow. Really quick story. A piece of feedback that I got is that I can be intimidating to people mm-hmm. when they come into my office. I can be intimidating. And I thought about that and they're like, well, you know, you're, you're pretty tall. I'm five, nine. I'm not that tall, but I'm, I'm pretty tall. <laughs> so you're five, nine. And I can hear my mother still on my shoulder, sit up, right? Sit up. And mm-hmm. so I sit like this shoulders back. And I sit like this. And so I had to learn that when someone comes into my office and they're sitting across from me, just lean in, mm-hmm. just, just lean in. Mm-hmm. And a small little change like that, Mm-hmm. can make a world of difference. So I could have said to myself, self, you are five, nine, you there's, you know, you sit this way, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to toss that feedback out the window. Right. But I really had to listen. And if I, I have a perception or someone's telling me that I can be intimidating, 
Mm-hmm. What can I do and how do I incorporate that? Because that's not how I want to show up mm-hmm. and that can affect me and my career. Yes. So very nuanced thing of just leaning in really helps. And it is authentically for Nydia. I didn't mm-hmm. change myself or who I am by doing that, but it made a world of difference in the way in which others perceive me. So it is, when we say feedback is a gift, it, it really is. You just have to take it in and figure out how you're going to take that nugget of goodness that was shared with you and use it, right, to help you in your career. It's not easy, but it's definitely, definitely achievable. That's such a tangible example. And I love that you shared that, Um, especially like you said, a subtle change can be a significant, it it can have significant impact. And so just that idea of figuring out to lean in um, is just enough. But what I love is that it wasn't you didn't end up saying going too drastic where you're making yourself smaller and then it, and then it's a detriment to you. Right. So right. it's just like, what is this, the, the fine line that you can make sure that you are getting there, but you don't cross that line um, where it, then it's, it ends up being not really resourceful for yourself. I loved it. That's right. And I will say again, we are multifaceted beings. I had someone on my team say, well, I don't know if I should, talk this way. It doesn't feel like it's me. Maybe I, you are all of those things mm-hmm. and your ability to tap into the many different parts of you mm-hmm. is so powerful. Knowing that your authentic self has many different di- dimensions and parts, mm-hmm. which part do you need to tap into right now yeah. and bring that part forward? And I think that that's powerful. You mentioned before being the only, being mm-hmm. the only person in a room, being the only woman, the only person of color, the only young person, whatever it might be in the room. I've often thought about that in terms of what a privilege, what a privilege. I am the only in this room. What am I going to do with this opportunity? Mm. What am I going to do? So again, it all comes down to mindset. We can sit back and say, man, I'm the only in this room. I feel small. I don't feel the same. I feel these things turn that around, feel the power yes. in that, that mm-hmm. there are many people before you that paved the path so that you mm-hmm. can be there. And there are many people coming behind you that need you to be there. Yeah. And this is your moment. Use your voice, see the opportunity, see the privilege mm-hmm. in being the only uh, in that room. Not easy. Again, uh, nothing that I'm saying is just like, oh, just go be the only. No, yeah. it's not that. But but when you have that mindset and you bring that to the table, it is so powerful and you just feel different. I couldn't agree with you more in the sense of shifting that mindset and realizing that really shifting that idea that your obstacle is your opportunity, right? You might see it as an obstacle of being the only in the room, but then that is your opportunity to make that that change, that difference, because you are going to be hyper-visible. So use that visibility to your yes. advantage. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And it is a privilege. Just have that mindset that it is a privilege mm-hmm. um, and you earned it. You were not there by mistake. Yes. You're not there by mistake. Yes. I agree. I agree so much. I want to change gears a little bit because I think it's super important where you talked about 
finding the clarity on, you know, your strength, your purpose, um, that perception, right? The perception of self, but also perception of others. So perception is reality, right? Right. Um, how would you help someone articulate or gain that clarity to where they can articulate to others what they want to be known for? Like, what is that strength or that purpose? Um, because that's a lot of it, right? If you don't define what you want to be known for, then others are going to do it for you. Um, how did you gain that clarity on, you know, you really doubling down and understanding that you may not have been a subject matter expert, but you were someone who knew how to pull talent and create high performing teams out of individuals. It didn't, re- it didn't matter what industry, what division, whatever. How did you gain that clarity? And how did you start really articulating? And how would you tell a listener where they should start? Yes. Introspection. Mm. Introspection. You have to do the work to learn yourself. Who Mm. are you? And not the lies that you've been told, right? (laughs) Not the things all along the way, but truly at your core. And so I had to do that work. I had to understand who am I? What Mm -hmm. do I believe in? What do I value? Who am I becoming? Because we're always becoming, Mm -hmm. right? We're not done. Yes. So our last breath. So we are becoming. So who am I becoming? Who do I want to become? And it takes time. Uh, When you meet someone Mm -hmm. and you first meet them and then you nurture the relationship. And then after a while, you feel as though, oh, I know this person. I'm very comfortable. We sort of skip that with ourselves because we're with ourselves all the time. All the time and we're like, yes. oh, I know me, I'm, you know, but if you have not done the introspection, done the work to really get to know yourself, mm-hmm. then you can't do the things that we're talking about. And you cannot skip that step. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently came back from South America and I was at a workshop there and there was an anthropologist who talked about this very thing mm-hmm. about each day, the time in contemplation with oneself mm. really helps us connect with other people to where we don't see people outside of ourselves as others. Oh, right? wow. Yes. Uh-huh. Because when we do that, that's mm-hmm. where all the, the discrimination and the stereotypes yes. and the generalization, all these things come into play because we see someone other than Mm -hmm. ourselves. But when you really recognize yourself and tap into your own humanness, Mm -hmm. then you're able to see the humanness in other people. Mm -hmm. And so that humanity is so important to us. When you can do that, you recognize who you are, then you're ready to present that to the world. You're ready to connect with other people. You're ready to accept that feedback and grow and thrive. So throughout my career, I have had phenomenal people, executive coaches and sponsors and mentors and advocates that I will always give the credit to Mm -hmm. because they were able to help me with that introspection, with the contemplation to be more confident in who I am. And that's my advice. I would really, really encourage people to get to know themselves really at their core and who they are. Again, not what they've been told. Right. They should be. Uh Who are you? And love yourself. And I think that that's where you you have the opportunity to say, okay, I can do this. I can take this risk. And what's the worst that will happen? Mm. What's the worst that will happen? (laughs) That is so powerful. Introspection is the key. Um, That is phenomenal. 
I could go on and on talking to you, uh, Vernidia, <laughs> but I know that we have to wrap this up. So I'm going to jump to our lightning round questions Perfect. that will, you know, maybe give us an, a deeper glimpse of, of who you are and, and what you, you like to do. So I'm going to jump into uh, what book has greatly influenced you? Yeah, it's that Keith Weich book that I mentioned before, mm-hmm. Good Is mm-hmm. Not Enough, literally changed the way that I view mm-hmm. uh, how I need to focus on my career. Yes. Which is that brand and that perception is mm-hmm. so important. Doing a good job, doing it well, getting the results isn't enough. It's not mm-hmm. enough. It really matters in, in terms of how you show up, the relationships that you have mm-hmm. across the organization. So that really changed my perspective. And, and I recommend that book to anyone. Love it. What is your favorite inspiring quote or saying? Oh, goodness. Okay. So this comes from my father. Uh Um, I believe it's a limerick. I'm not really sure, but it's good, better, best. Never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. And Ah. I have just lived (laughs) that my entire life. Um, because again, it's not this strive for perfection. I had to learn that, right? Mm-hmm. Does mm-hmm. not mean perfection because we know that's the killer of excellence. Yes. But it is this journey of learning and growing and not stopping. You mentioned earlier that growing knowledge, learning, that's the new capital. That's the new yes. asset. That's the differentiator today. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that particular quote has always just, it's, I try to live my life by that, uh, to always keep learning and always keep growing. I love it. I I have to learn that. That is (laughs) so good. I'm going to have to go back and like learn that verbatim. Um, What is one word or moniker you would use to describe yourself? Oh, I would say blessed Mm. and privileged Mm -hmm. um, to serve. Right. I, I am, I am really, really fortunate to have lived the life that I have with all its bumps and bruises Um, to be in a position to be able to share and to give and to help others, uh, particularly in the space of diversity, equity, and inclusion, where we can get so caught up in buzzwords and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. Yes. Where it's really about human connection. Um, so privileged and blessed and just so fortunate to be able to serve and to, to give back to others. Ah, that's that's beautiful. What is one change, a habit, behavior, action that you implemented that made your life better? Oh, I think it's going to come down to that thing about perfection. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's two things. One is that is that you know, you're always learning and you're always growing. And I had to change that. I had to really understand that um, it's the journey, uh-huh. right? That's most important, yes. not the destination. Uh-huh. I'm a destination person. Let's get there. Uh-huh. Um, but this is really more about the journey. So I had to change that. And then it's really for me about knowing myself, mm-hmm. knowing that you are enough and what you have to bring to the table is valuable mm-hmm. and you will learn and grow the rest. So knowing, having that balance of confidence and humility at all times was something I had to learn. And right. now sitting here at 52 years old, I can say I've achieved that and I can uh-huh. give that to other people. Um, 
but I had to learn. Those were the things finding my authentic voice. Mm-hmm. When I say my yes. authentic voice, again, that's going back to introspection. Who am I? How do I want to communicate? How do I want to show up? Mm-hmm. All of those things uh, along my my journey, I had to learn and I had to tweak and change uh, to be who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, working for this fantastic organization, leading people, culture, DEI, all of those things that are so critical to any organization success. So I'm just honored mm-hmm. that I had that opportunity and made those changes uh, and had great people along the way that helped me see them, that I needed to make those changes and, and guide me and support me as I was doing that. Mm, amazing. Again, the power introspection. <laughs> Fantastic. And then the final one, which is one of my favorites. So here you are about to walk out on stage and address thousands of people, what is that power song that is going to just, you know, really be that introduction to Vernidia as she walks out on stage? That, that's an easy one for me. It's Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. <laughs> I love that it. Song, yes. Literally, again, it speaks to the power that my best days are ahead of me. Mm. I don't know, yes. but I'm so excited that the rest of my life is unwritten and it, it's up to me to shape what I want that to be. That's so empowering. Um, every time I hear that song, I get re-energized and re-inspired um, because it is just so hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's easy. It's unwritten by Natasha Bedington. Such an amazing choice. And it's going to round out our um Beyond Barriers podcast playlist that we love to create. It's going to be such an amazing song to add. I love it so much. Oh my gosh, this has been amazing. I could go on and on um, having a conversation with you, but thank you so much for giving us, uh, gracing us with your time and uh, your insights. And I really loved um, really the the power of getting people to understand the introspection, the truth telling, and really, you know, Finding that voice and knowing what you want to be known for and how powerful that is. Thank you so much. And um, look forward to certainly staying in contact. And I have to ask this because every time I forget, the audience always comes back and and says, (laughs) hey, how do I get in touch with you? So what's the best way for someone to connect with you um, and and just, you know, follow, follow you and engage? Absolutely. LinkedIn is the best way. Again, I have this this wonderful name that my mother gave me. Literally, I'm I'm one of maybe two Vernidias in the United States of America. <laughs> so you can find me. Uh, but LinkedIn, Vernidia Dixon, that's the best way to reach out and, and get in contact with me. Amazing. Well, thanks again so much. And we look forward to staying in contact. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Beyond Barriers podcast. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and tell a friend or share what you've learned on LinkedIn and tag us. We love hearing from our audience. Visit us at gobeyondbarriers.com where you can subscribe and find show notes, links, and the best way to connect with our guests.